Blog Talk Radio. Let me tell you about something new. A new show called G's Power. G's Power. Real talk for real saints. Are you ready? And it's for real. Welcome to G's Power Hour live every weekday at 11.30 a.m. on Never Had It So Good Entertainment Network. Your host, G, will bring you informative and entertaining guests and a variety of topics in a way that you can absorb and enjoy. Listen in weekdays and call in at 516-387-1944. We love interaction. All shows can be downloaded if you miss one or found on iTunes the next day. G's Power Hour is powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Morning, brothers. Good morning, brothers and sisters, kings and queens, angels and saints, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to G's Power Hour. I've never had it so good entertainment. Ooh, I can't lose my voice already. I'm your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. And happy Friday, PTIS. And we are getting ready for the weekend and just some beautiful days and months ahead. You know, I'm, I'm, I know I'm just really not a cold weather person. So I've just always looked forward to it. And we've got so many things coming up. Mother's Day is coming up this weekend. We've got Memorial Day coming up and so many other things. So um, we, and you know how we celebrate. We celebrate with food and sometimes we get carried away and sometimes we need to rein it in or balance it. And we have our Diet Diva on this morning. Uh, Tara Collingwood is on this morning to help us kind of get, get a handle on some things, plus look at some new stuff uh, and, and some things that uh, we need answers to the question for. Uh, hey, how you doing? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing well, doing well, spilling my coffee, but I'm all right. Um, <laughs> so first of all, happy Mother's Day to you. Why, thank you. Yeah, I've got uh, two plus two. I've got two of my own and two stepkids. So, yeah, definitely um, in the throes of motherhood. <laughs> wow, wow. We're going to talk a little bit about that a little later because I do want to, you know, I, I'm trying to talk to the moms that I have on the show, the ones that I know, and try to kind of get perspective from them mm-hmm. on what this day means. So, um, but anyway, I want to ask you, first of all, I want to thank you. Um, the last show we talked about the different milks. That was one of the subjects that we we um, yes. veered toward because we we're always kind of uh, going in in different directions sometimes. Um, that was a good conversation for me anyway because the funny thing about it is my husband and I um, <laughs> went on our anniversary trip. We actually started talking about all the different milks and stuff like that. And I said, well, you need to listen to my show. <laughs> You know, sometimes he can't listen during work. I said, we actually had a very good conversation about it, you know. And one of the things that I like about our trips is that um, we get a, we actually get a chance to talk about serious stuff and nonsense. So that, that time is always well spent. But it was just interesting how we, we gravitated toward that subject because in how we've been debating about the different milks and how to incorporate them in our diet. So, um one of the things, too, that we've had a discussion on briefly but not recently is turmeric. And there's a type of, I guess, I don't know if you would call it a herb or vegetable or whatever, 
that is related that I wanted to ask you about. And I think I sent you the information. Um, What do you know about it? Can you talk about it for us? Yeah, well, I hadn't actually heard of it until you sent it to me. So I was like, what? Oh, wow. Um, Yeah, I know. Because, well, because I think it is fairly rare. Um, So Mm -hmm. it it is in the family of turmeric curcumin. And I've been Mm -hmm. touting turmeric and curcumin forever and all of the anti-inflammatory benefits um, that you can get from that. So, you know, I think probably people are going to be able to find curcumin and and turmeric a little bit more um, readily available. (laughs) Um, But, you know, it's, uh, it's definitely in that same, you know, family. So, so turmeric is, you know, the, the, the plant, the, the root, it's in that ginger family, you know, same thing, but it's curcumin is like the, um, the compounds that are the bioactive um, compounds that are in uh, turmeric. So you hear us say curcumin and turmeric sort of interchangeably. um, And that's why, because curcumin really is, you know, the, the, there's curcuminoids that are part of the, um, the turmeric. And that's what um, is the active ingredient in turmeric and it has really good anti-inflammatory effects. And um, it is a good antioxidant as well. So, I mean, turmeric, especially yellow turmeric, uh, is used as a form of curry to do like the cur- the curry dishes we see the yellow curry dishes right yeah okay yeah so, so um, you can use it as a spice but you can also get it um and use it as a um supplement as well so that's okay. where you know a lot of people aren't going to necessarily want to cook with it as much um so that's where you know that that comes from so the other one and uh, Amba Haldi. I don't even know if we had said the name. Right, right. Um, is another <laughs> one that you had sent me, and I was like, "What is that?" Um, but when I looked it up, <laughs> it's sort of like a white turmeric. So we know of turmeric mm-hmm. as like that really kind of orangey yellow, you know, color and and pretty, you know, significant strong flavor. Um, and so the Amba Haldi is uh is sort of a you know a different color but um is you know apparently high in antioxidants and and powerful as well but i just don't i mean i've never even heard of it i'm not thinking it's very widely available out there either which to me means expensive whereas you know Uh and curcumin we know that there's a lot of research studies that support the benefits of it and it's a lot more widely available, and we can definitely find supplements, too. And there's drinks. Like one of my favorite drinks, um, the website is Drinkazin, Z-Y-N. So the, the, um, the drink is called Zin. And it, you, I mean, it is super high in curcumin, but very tasty. <laughs> so, you know, if you're like, I don't know if I want the taste of all that turmeric, um, you can definitely find some supplements that you can, you know, swallow the pills or this drink. And I, I mean, I drink one almost every day. Um, that's really? high in curcumin. Yeah, it's really tasty and um, really good bioavailable from the curcumin. And what is the name of the drink again? Zin, Z-Y-N. Okay. Their website is drinkzin. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have Z-Y-N. to find it. <laughs> Because I pulled up ZYN and I got something about um, nicotine 
couches or something. So yeah, I need to, I'll, I'll be looking for it, you guys. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, again, so. I mean, there's lots of ways to get these things and you don't have to necessarily be, you know, grinding it into your food, although I highly encourage that. That's great. But, you know, that's going to be, you know, fairly polarizing flavor to a lot of, um, you know, to a lot of dishes. And so not many people may want to use it as an actual spice in your food. So, you know, getting the drink Mm -hmm. or getting just a supplement um, can be a good way to get it. Okay, cool. So, yeah, because I know I know people are probably, you know, eyes across and then glazing over and all that kind of stuff. It's like, oh, just another thing that I need to try to eat. Uh, you know, it's right, like, exactly. How do I incorporate this and then, and then try to, if there's a weight loss issue, how do I incorporate more food and then lose weight at the same time? And that is a good question, though, by the way, that maybe we need to talk about. Um, how, you know, to get people to understand, I guess, to have to balance uh, what the, the, the nutrition is that they're trying to get out of foods. And, you know, everybody's being told, well, the, the natural way is the best way, but then it, you end up trying to eat too many different types of things uh, to try to get these particular nutrients. So how do you balance that? Yeah, well, you know, I'm a big believer in eat foods that you do like the taste of. I don't want you to have to plug your nose and eat something just because it has health benefit. Like, oh, I hate oatmeal, but I plug my nose every morning and eat it. No, life's too short. You know, let's not do that. But if you're looking for the soluble fiber out of oatmeal, then what else could you eat that would have that? You can eat beans. So you could have maybe not for breakfast, but maybe you have some, you know, black beans for lunch, or you put some garbanzo beans, chickpeas on your salad. You know, there's ways to get the nutrients without having to eat one particular food that you think is like the, you know, health savior or something like that. Um, And so, you know, you kind of just have to look at what is your health risk? What diseases, you know, are you at risk for, or are you already diagnosed with? And what can I do? What can I eat in order to help me with those? So if you're diabetic, if you have high cholesterol, if you have high blood pressure, you know, looking at different foods or different um, ingredients that you know are going to be good for you and how can I incorporate those. And there's usually more than one food (laughs) that can give you those particular health benefits or, you know, that's when we do rely on a supplement. If you say, you know what, I know those omega-3s, I keep hearing it, are good for my heart, are good for my brain, but I don't like fish. Okay, great. Well, then take a supplement of the fish, of the fish oil. Um, you know, you can also get it from flax seeds and walnuts, but it's a different kind of omega-3. So we really do want the, you know, the fish-based one, um, the, the DHA and the EPA. Uh, but, you know, again, if you don't want to eat fish, then, you know, maybe you think about taking a supplement. So, um, so I think, there, you know, it's a, it's a balance for sure <laughs> in what we're eating and how we can, you know, get all those particular nutrients. Okay, so speaking of eating and possibly eating stuff that you like, um, there's, yeah, it, there's a fruit, a small fruit, fuzzy fruit, <laughs> it just, and I saw it, and I'm not sure if it's the same one. It was um, Lichus, I think, uh-huh. that, it, that the article I sent you. Is that the same as lychee? Yes. Yeah, so lychees, it's spelled L-Y-C-E-E, and I I, I mean, everything that I could see, it's the same, you know, it's the same thing. It's just there's, you know, potentially different spellings for it. 
So, yeah, okay. those are very, very popular in, um, in Asian countries. Uh, my husband, he's from South Africa. He loves lychee. They had them oh, one wow. time at Aldi in cans. And um, mm-hmm. it was like one of those, you know how Aldi has like those special buys. And so mm-hmm. it was only there for like a few months or a few weeks or something. And so I had gotten some and he's like, oh, my God. So I went and like bought them out. And this was literally three years ago. <laughs> and he every time I go to Aldi, he goes, did they have lychees? I'm like, honey, <laughs> it was a special <laughs> buy and they haven't had them since. And yes, I look every time. Um, so, <laughs> wow. So the, it's, it's, you know, it's definitely a, um, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those kind of tropical fruits that our American palate isn't quite as like, I don't really care for them that much. I mean, I'll, I'll eat it a little bit, but I'm not crazy about them. Like he grew up with, you know, with eating lychees. Um, so you can get them tinned and, you know, in a can. And again, Asian markets are definitely going to have them because they're very, very popular. Um, in the Asian markets, but I don't know that I've ever even seen them in like a normal, you know, grocery store. Um, they probably have them, but I haven't, you know, seen them and they're probably very expensive too, because they're, you know, again, not one that here in America we eat quite as often, but you can, you know, of course eat them fresh if you can find them fresh. But again, we don't really have them um, very often in American supermarkets um, to to just get them fresh, but the Asian grocery stores would probably be your best bet. Okay, and I guess that's kind of like also finding um, Caribbean food. You know, you have some yeah. some items you have to go to specific markets, but you do see more and more uh, of those foods, the Asian foods, the uh, Hispanic foods. Um, incorporated, you know, you see these, uh, and not, they're not, they're still, you're still best bet is probably to go to uh, an Asian market or a Caribbean market where the, the items that you're looking for is probably a little bit more, I would say, authentic, you know, mm-hmm. than, you know, and, and you're able to f- probably find more of what you're looking for than in the international aisle where there's like just, that's kind of your, I guess you could say your starter aisle or your sample aisle in terms of um, getting introduced to the variety of of foods that are available. Yeah. But um, but in terms of nutritional value, you know, you were asking like, are they, you know, what, what are they, are they good for us? So, yeah, I mean, it's typical for a lot of fruit, like it's hot, you know, vitamin C is, uh, is super high, just like all of our other fruits. Um, it has a little bit of iron, magnesium, you know, there's other, a little bit of fiber, you know, so there's, you know, it's a, it's a good fruit. Um, you don't eat the outside. It's not a super high fiber fruit because you don't eat the outside, you know, um, skin. It's a very, very tough, Mm -hmm. (laughs) thick skin. Um, so it's just like this kind of white fruit on the inside. Um, but you know, yeah, very good for you. Okay. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and we are not taking questions today because we are pre-recorded, but we still wanted to uh, give you some vital information and just kind of get you uh, all set for the weekend. So there's a couple of things you might want to try if you're doing any special cooking or you, you know, you're going out, taking mom out. Maybe you want to take her to try to sample something different. Maybe those those categories, you know, Indian food might might be your thing this weekend. You know, you get a chance to try, you know, a couple of those types of items. So, but we're going to take a quick break. This is G's Power Hour. I've never had it so good entertainment, and we will be right back. Over the past 60 years, Dove Beauty Bar's superior formula has remained unchanged. But when it comes to beauty, everything changed. 
Together, we redefined beauty. We said no to stereotypes and yes to every type. We let go of judgments and embraced what makes us unique. We're proud to have been there with you, caring for you every step of the way. Here's to the next 60 years. Having a wedding, reception, family reunion, planning a banquet, or some other fundraising event. Need to share your knowledge through a workshop or seminar, or it's a difficult time and you need to plan a wake or repast. Let us help. At our gatherings, let us reduce the stress and make the occasion memorable, treasured. Call our gatherings at 407-968-9387 or email ourgatherings at yahoo.com. Let us help plan your special event. Good morning. Welcome back to G's Power Hour. I've never had it so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. We're here with the diet diva, Tara Collingwood, and, and she's a sports nutritionist as well, author, speaker, and just wife, mother, runner, of course. <laughs> she's just into everything. I want to ask you a little bit, since I, you are a runner, um, I want to ask you a little bit about that. Do you mind? How often do you run? <laughs> well, uh, I have been injured for a little while. So I used to uh-huh. run like, you know, five days a week uh, as my main source of exercise. But I, I tore my hamstring and it was like high hamstring, kind of where it attaches mm-hmm. to the glute. And it's taken, you know, the older we get, the longer it takes to recover these things. Um, so right. I exercise you know, six days a week, but I don't, I can't necessarily run at the moment, but I have run, you know, 19 marathons and lots of 10 Ks and five Ks and half marathons and, you know, different things. So it was definitely a huge part of my life for a long time and hoping that it will be again. Um, but I'm just not currently able to, uh, to run very much, but I, you know, I do lots of other weight training and I have a Peloton bike. So I'm doing that to stay in shape and, um, you know, I do different hit workouts and, and different things too. Well, I, I still, you still have <laughs> more authority on this than, than me, because what I want to ask you, uh, we, you know, people are getting out more and everything and doing running and walking and everything. How do you, at least for you anyway, what's the criteria for a good walking shoe? What's the criteria for a good running shoe? Yeah, so it's very individual. You know, you can't just go online or go to the store and say, oh, this one's cute, <laughs> and, uh, and buy the, the one that's, you know, your favorite color or, your yeah. favorite, you know, whatever. But, I mean, the best thing I'm to do is actually get fitted for a, okay. a running shoe, um, and even if you're, you know, a walker. So there are specialty running stores that can, you know, kind of those, the mom and pop, the smaller, you know, running stores that you can go in. Um, You know, I don't know that the big box athletic stores will do it as much. Usually they don't have people that are trained to do that at those stores. But, you know, definitely that's one of the advantages of, you know, shopping local and, and doing the, you know, the specialty running stores. You can go in there. They can look at your gait. They can look at your wear pattern, like bring in shoes that you are wearing. And they can look at the wear pattern on the bottom of the shoe and they can see if you're a pronator, if you have a high arch, if you have, you know, different things. And then they can put you, you know, give you a couple different shoes. You know, does it have, does it need more support? Does it need this, that, whatever. Um, And they can give you some options that are going to be, you know, best for your particular foot. And that makes a huge difference because, you know, injury rate is high. 
for for running for sure as i've known for running for you know 20 plus years and and had my share of injuries um and so you know having the right shoe is one of the main factors that can help to prevent you know potential injury so do you have a preference in terms of running surfaces like running on concrete versus um you know, grass versus, I mean, anything, do you, do you have a preference and, and why? Yeah, grass and sand are hard <laughs> to run on uh, and because they're soft, actually. Um, so sand mm-hmm. especially is very difficult to run in, as you know, just even walking on, on sand. Um, it can mm-hmm. be very difficult, you know, more of the, the soft sand. Um, grass is difficult because, uh, you know, especially like the St. Augustine grass, it's very high, it's very, um, cushy and it's it's hard to kind of get your footing. You're you're more prone to kind of twist an ankle. Um, you'll see a lot of runners running in the street, and you go, "Why are you running on the street when there's a sidewalk right there?" <laughs> because um, the asphalt is actually a little bit more forgiving than hard really? concrete sidewalks. And the other thing is, especially when it's dark, like I'm a 5 a.m. you know exerciser, and so I'm out when it's dark. And sidewalks are often uneven, and there's branches on the sidewalk, whereas the roadway, typically, there's cars that have been, you know, driving on it. And so, typically, it's a lot more clear. You know, you're not as likely to step on, you know, a big boulder or, <laughs> or uh, you know, a branch or something like that. So, especially early morning, you might see runners more on the street. Once cars are out, hopefully, they're, you know, safety, they're, they're moving more to the sidewalk. Um, but, you know, like cross country is just that the whole point of cross country is to run on grass. Um, and But it's more of like a, you know, harder trail kind of grass than, you know, a typical St. Augustine that's in our front yard. <laughs> right, right. Okay. Well, that's interesting to know, you know, because you would think, uh, grass is better because it's softer, you know, you, you, it's going to be softer on your joints or whatever. But, yeah, there is that twisting factor, especially in St. Augustine, definitely. Yeah, Love and you'll Augustine, have your trail but, runners. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you'll have your trail runners that are diehard trail runners, and they absolutely hate running on the road. And part of that is scenery. You know, if you're on a trail, then you are mm-hmm. in the woods or you're, you know, you get a little bit better scenery. But, you know, for us city dwellers, there aren't really that many trails that you can go to. And especially, you know, we're in Florida. And so, you know, there aren't that many really woodsy trails that you can get to versus, you know, a Colorado, California, you know, North, North Carolina or something like that, that you can really sort of get these beautiful trails to, um, to run on. Now you say you've been doing it for 20 years, so you, you I mean, you, and, and you obviously know what you're doing. Um, but I, you know, I, I used to love to run when I was like in middle school or whatever. Um, but I used to have problems. I wish I'd have known now, you know, known then what I know now. And I think part of it was that I may have been dehydrated. I used to run, and then I used to get these cramps where I would have mm-hmm. to almost curl up in a ball on the side of the track, you know, um, and it kept me from, from really running because I, I love to run. I mean, I even thought about, you know, doing it, you know, as, as uh, an Olympian possibly at one point, but then when I started getting the cramps, I'm like, well, okay, I, I can't do this. So, um, yeah. but when I you think a lot of it for mean, me was hydration. 
Yeah. We are you talking about like a side stitch, um, like a side yeah. cramp in your in your kind of yes. stomach area, or like leg cramps? Yes. No side cramp. Side cramp. Okay. So that a lot of times is um, because you're not getting enough oxygen. So you'll see that um, with runners who are first starting out, it sounds like you weren't first starting out, but you know, you, you kind of get that side cramp because you're either going too fast um, and you're not able to, you know, get that oxygen um, or you're just, you know, kind of starting out and your body's getting used to, you know, transporting that oxygen, the, you know, through your blood. Um, so my biggest advice wow. with the side stitch is just to stop and put your arms above your head and try uh-huh. to take some nice deep breaths and even like maybe hold that breath a little bit to try to get a lot of good oxygen going. And that will get rid of the, the side stitch. Um, now the leg cramps wow. are a little bit different and that can be, I work with a lot of tennis players and um, I will see a lot of cramping in tennis players because of the kind of start, stop, start, stop motion that tennis mm-hmm. has. And, you know, the fast twitch muscle fibers versus running you know, if you're doing longer distances, you're kind of, I mean, you might be running fast, but it's a slower endurance, you know, type of exercise versus like a very, very fast sprint or, you know, fast couple of steps across a, a tennis court. And so you'll see a lot more cramping um, with someone, you know, a sport that's using more of those fast twitch muscle fibers and, um, and definitely can be from dehydration and not even just dehydration, but just lack of electrolytes. So not just, you know, the water, um, Mm -hmm. dehydration, but electrolyte imbalance that's happening when you're losing a lot of sodium in your sweat and then not replacing that, that can trigger some cramping. That is interesting. (laughs) I am really glad to know after all of these (laughs) decades, actually, what was going on because I was like, well, why is it that? So basically then part of my problem maybe was not learning how to breathe properly while I'm running. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You might've been, you know, doing a, you know, kind of a strange breathing technique. Um, and that is part mm-hmm. of running, you know, is learning how to, I know you think, well, isn't that instinctual, but it is a different, Mm-mm. you know, kind of breathing when you're exercising and especially running. And, um, and, you know, you may have been too shallow, you may have been out of cadence, you know, not getting enough oxygen, and that's what can lead to those side stitches. Thank you so much. You just don't know how much that has bugged <laughs> me for years. Um, no, it's because, you know, it, it made me quite sad. It's like, you know, I can run, I can actually do all of these things if I did not get this particular cramp. So, wow, it's good to know. Um, So I wanted to ask you about running versus walking, especially, you know, I've gotten older and I'm not sure if I, you know, part of me wants to maybe start to run again, but I actually have thought about engaging more in like walk-a-thons versus Mm -hmm. trying to do running. And so I'm going back to the shoe. Is there a different shoe that you should get for walking versus running? Um, You you can. I mean, a lot of times they are going to be the same type of shoe. You know, again, hiking is going to be a little bit different if you're going to be on different surfaces um, and need grip. 
you know, from climbing rocks and stuff like that. But a walking shoe and a running shoe are pretty much going to be the same thing um, because it's, you know, a lot of the same motion. Running, of course, is going to have a little bit more impact because you're, you're landing with more force than when you're walking, but the, you know, the cushion, the stability, all of that is pretty much going to, you know, be sort of the same, um, you know, the same in terms of, of the, the use of the shoe. And so, yeah, I would say, I mean, again, I, I'm, I'm not a shoe expert, but I would say go to that right. special running store and they can, you know, give you the, the lowdown on what's going to be best for you when you tell them, you know, what your, what your goal is, what your activity is going to be. Okay, good to know. Uh, do you have a favorite shoe? You know, <laughs> I have been using. Yeah, no, I can. I have been using the exact same shoe for about fifteen years, <laughs> and that is really? the uh, the Brooks Glycerin. And I just go and I get the exact same one in my you know in my size, and the color changes. You know the. Um, you know, as they come out with the newer models of them and stuff, but it's the same Brooks Glycerin and that's the shoe that, that has worked the best for me throughout the years. So yeah, you find your shoe and then you keep going with it. I've never heard of that one. So where do you get one of those? Is that Uh, an online? I mean, yeah, most, most sporting goods stores will will, um, carry Brooks, but definitely it's a more running based shoe than just, you know, your normal, um, you know, other, other shoes. So I get mine at, um, at a specialty running store. Okay. All right. Cool. But yeah, you can find them. Well, thank thank you for veering off course with me again. I appreciate it. No, but I think it's important (laughs) because like I said, I think a lot of people now, they want to get outdoors. And I really think we, I know me personally, I've neglected my feet pretty much all my life and it shows, but I'm, you know, as I get older, it's like, okay, I'm trying to take better care of them to, to last as long as, you know, the rest of my body lasts. So, you know, I, I want to, know, you know, have these questions. So, and I think other people well, do too and, I and think just that's don't know so who to important. Ask. Yeah. It's so important because we, I mean, our feet literally carry us, <laughs> no pun intended, you know, like right. everywhere we go. And so, you know, it's, it is one of the most important because a lot of people are like, oh, I can just buy some $60 shoes and I don't need those expensive $120, you know, fancy shoes. Yeah, you do. Your feet are, if you're going to be exercising in them, if you're going to be on your feet a lot of the day, I mean, you ask any waitress, any, you know, person who's on their feet for eight, 10 hours a day, mm-hmm. if, if a good shoe makes a difference, yeah, huge. So, you know, yeah. again, just with injuries and, um, you know, and other things, I mean, it is worth the investment and to make sure that you're turning them over in the the proper amount so you know Mm -hmm. not let them get just full of holes and nasty and absolutely zero tread on the bottom before you you know before you change them out um you got to change them out so that they they do what they're supposed to do and it's hard because they're they are expensive um but again you only have one set of feet and they are it's so important to really take care of your feet and have that good shoe and, and I know a lot of people are not going to want to hear this, but if you are overweight, if you are carrying more than you're supposed to carry, because like she just said, our feet carry a lot, 
imagine being feet and carrying not only your weight, but let's say you're coming from the grocery store and you're carrying all of those bags of groceries in the house or you're carrying your gym bag or whatever, or you're moving stuff, you know, you've got extra weight that you're putting on your feet. And if you not don't have the right shoe or not stepping properly, you know, <laughs> the bend your knees things when you're lifting type of thing, all of that, you know, you've got to look out for your feet and take better care of them. And, and like I said, I, I'm late to the game, but I'm, I'm working on it. I figure better late than, than never. So we're going to take a quick break. We're here with Tara Collingwood and you, no questions today, but if you do have questions, you know, hit me up on G's power, our Facebook page, because she's going to be back with us next month. And uh, well, maybe before that, but uh, give me the questions as soon as you can so I can, you know, discuss them with her. This is G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment, and we will be right back. This is Douglas Dobbs of Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service. We have served the Central Florida community for 29 years with quality funeral and cremation services. Honoring all religions and faith, we have been here for many grieving families. Whether it's a complete funeral service with a burial or a simple, dignified cremation, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service is here for you. Located at 430 North Kirkman Road at the 408 Expressway, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service, 407-578-7720. Dobbs, dedicated to serving our families. Hi, I'm Tim Garris. Uh, You may know me as Timmy G. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's been two decades, but I want you to know I'm back in the Arkansas. And I've got a mix of music that can help you relax and chill out. It's smooth. It's relaxing. It's chill out jazz. The soulful mix of smooth jazz, soul, and smooth R&B. So join me every Wednesday night, 10 p.m. to midnight, on K-Ham Radio. Are you chilling? Good afternoon. Welcome back to G's Power Hour. I've never had it so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Thank you for being with us, us again. And we are here with Tara Collingwood, and we're talking, well, we're talking a bunch of stuff. We're talking nutrition. We're talking, you know, uh, healthy habits. Um, I was asking her about uh, running because she, she has been a runner for years, and we are praying for your recovery, Tara. Um but we also want to talk about, I want to ask you a little bit about you as a mom. You know, we got Mother's Day coming up, and, uh, you know, we've touched on Mother's Day a little bit in the last show, but I, I wanted to ask you a little bit about um, how, does, how does your family, I guess, usually celebrate Mother's Day? Do you have, like, a, a regular thing that you do? Do you go, do you, well, what do you do? Or And uh, what would you like to do on Mother's Day? Because I think we got into that <laughs> conversation before about, you know, Mother's Day being about the moms, and, yes, you want to plan a whole bunch of stuff, but, you know, maybe give mom Mother's Day type of thing. Right, exactly. Yeah, I don't really have a, um, you know, a tradition of what we do mm-hmm. every year. Um, but, you know, usually go to church and then, you know, have some kind of lunch together, um, not necessarily out, but, um, you know, I just like it when they recognize the day, just say happy mother's day, maybe give me a card and you know, that's all I need. I don't need any fancy anything, <laughs> but I think it's just a good time to, you know, to recognize, our moms and everything that they do, you know, to support the whole household, support the kids. 
And, um, yeah, so I think, you know, I think that's all mom, any mom wants is just a little bit of, of recognition. I'm not a big gift, you know, love language of gifts. So that's not important mm-hmm. to me. I just want, you know, maybe just some, you know, some recognition and, um, and, you know, maybe a hug. That's what I would like from my teenagers. <laughs> Hugs are always good. No matter, yeah. no matter mom, what not mom, whatever the age, hugs are always good. Um, great of great comfort. Um, I want to ask you though, as we see, I guess changes in schools or changes for our students and changes in our society. You know, I'm, I'm sure you have different worries for your kids than you know when you were going to school. Um, what yeah, most you know, I think probably. You? Probably the biggest thing is social media, um, just the amount of screen time and social media. So it's not even just social media, but just the amount of time that they're spending on electronic devices and what is that doing to their brains and the dopamine rush and, um, you know, all of those things. So between the, the video games and the YouTube and the social media, you know, they're just spending so many hours a day that we just never had. I mean, we were outside playing. And um, so I just think, and it's, it's isolating. You know, you think you're being social with someone, but you're really not. You're sitting there by yourself on your device. And so, um, you know, that's the thing that concerns me the most is just the social skills that they're not getting by actually being with people and just being on that device instead and, um, and just the, um, you know, the effect on the brain and attention span uh, of, of kids now with everything being so fast-paced on, you know, on digital devices. Yeah, and I have to say that, unfortunately, I think adults have kind of encouraged some of that pacing. And the reason I say that, I, I go back to – a, a job that I, I had and I went out of state for, for a job a couple of years. And um, one of the requirements was that I have this pager. It, we had pagers back <laughs> at that time. Yep. Uh, one, one of the requirements was that I had a pager. And so even though I'm off, I'm still supposed to carry this pager the whole time. And it's like, why, you know, wait a minute. I'm, you pay me to work during certain hours and, you know, you're not paying me during the time that I'm eating and sleeping and hanging out with friends, but I'm still supposed to be connected to, to this job. And it wasn't that I was a first responder or anything like that. Um, Mm -hmm. Why, why am I having to be connected all the time? And so we, because, you know, those types of environments kind of encourage people uh, to always need to be connected rather than, okay, you get time for work, then you get time for sleep, then you get time for, for you know, chores, then you get time for play. You know, when I was growing up, you know, this is, you know, you had the hours that you slept, you had the hours that, you know, you actually, this is also, I'm, and I'm dating myself and I don't care, um, <laughs> the time you actually had time for that you designated for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and you ate at the table, 
you know, uh-huh. and you communicated with each other. And, you know, so, and then you had this time of day on this day, you did chores. This time of day, you did homework. Um, and this time of, you know, day, you went and played, you know. So I think we have not done the best job of, of teaching our children that, there's a time and place for everything and you don't always have to, you know, rush, you know, to do that. And also what doesn't get done, you know, you, you prioritize too. And I think that's what we're missing out on is prioritizing what doesn't get done. Uh, If it's important, you put that first and you get it done. And what doesn't get done after that, don't beat yourself up over the fact that you didn't get it done and maybe you have to you know save it for another day you know it may take more than one time or more than one day yeah no absolutely I I I totally agree with you that you know there was designated time for all those things and now everybody is reachable anytime with cell phones including kids you know I mean there's a big Mm -hmm. debate on what age should you know kids be on social media and what age should kids get a cell phone and, oh, but all my friends have one and, you know, getting younger and younger. And so um, that's, again, you know, making the problem worse because it's starting them at such a young age. And um, and even if they aren't on social media, just having the phone and all right. the different things that the phone can do. <laughs> right. And, well, you also have to let them know that, well, you know, your friends, that's all they got. You know, you've got more important and better things to do than to be connected. We've got to just teach our kids that you're not going to miss out on a whole lot just because you don't have your phone. You know? Yep. Uh, yeah. My, I was my mother, a even last before, night uh-huh. and the, this family walked in and it was, I mean, the kid was probably three and had the iPad with a show going or something that he was watching, you know, as they're walking in, like he wasn't even, he was just mm-hmm. kind of following behind them, looking at the screen. That's my biggest pet peeve. I tell my kids all the time. I'm like, you do not walk down the sidewalk. You do not walk around the house. You do not walk in public while you're watching your phone. Like you can put that down while you are engaging with other people and walking to somewhere like that drives me insane when I see all these kids just, you know, head in their, in their phone or iPad and not even, you know, looking up to see where they are. I mean, we, I've known kids that have gotten into, you know, accidents on their scooter or their bicycle because they're sitting there looking at their phone while they're on these, you know, these modes of transportation. It's like, come on. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah and, and we set the bad example for the, because we're doing the texting and driving thing, you know, unfortunately. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 When they see us scrolling through social media for hours at a time, you know, that's what they're going to want to, you know, model that same behavior. Yeah. So talk a little bit about your children and what kind of world you would really like. If if you ran ran the world, what kind of uh, (laughs) world you'd like to see them grow up in? Oh, boy. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, You know, I mean, I think our hope for our kids is that they're going to be, you know, productive um, citizens of the world and, to me, character 
is is so much so that they're kind they're generous they're you know they're they're thoughtful they're thinking of others first um you know i those are all the things that that i would love to see in the world is just bringing more kindness and thoughtfulness to people rather than this me 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 society and look at me and let me show you who i am on social media with all this you know, bragging and whatever. And and we know that you only put the good stuff out there, but you know, when it Mm -hmm. comes to human interaction and doing something kind for someone else, I mean, to me, that's really what's important. Yeah. You talk about the, the me, me, me and and the thing, I I think you were talking about social media and one of the things I miss, I think we miss from social media is, learning how to interact with and care for other people, learning what, I mean, we have emojis to tell us what a sad face is supposed to look like. You know, (laughs) we need to, you know what I'm saying? We need to have people to interact with other people. So you know what a a sad face actually looks like. And, you know, is it sad? Is it somebody that's in pain? What is it? And then how do you, you know, when you are able to analyze that or even maybe just ask the question, are you okay? Um, You know, we need to be able to have personal interaction with people to know how to read them and respond, you know, to give, give them a soft place to land. You know, absolutely. Yep, I agree. We're going to take our final break. We're here with Tara Collingwood, and we yeah we are going to we are we have talked nutrition, but we're talking about things. I guess I I think that we talk about things that make people whole. You know, so we're going to take our break. This is G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment, and we will be right right back. Does it appear the long arm of the law is working against you instead of for you? Whom do you call when the boys in blue are pursuing you? When the wrong person behind bars may end up being you? With over 40 years combined legal expertise, Anderson and Welch bring to bear a smart, sound, sensible defense of those caught in what may be the unrelenting grip of the legal system. Turn to Anderson and Welch first to get ahead of trouble, not fall into it, by calling 561-832-3386. That's 561-832-3386. That's Anderson and Welch Law Firm online at andersonandwelch.com. Good afternoon. Happy Friday and welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. Here with Tara Collingwood. She's a sports nutritionist. She is, uh, she, what isn't she? She is just amazing. And we're glad to have her on. So we've got not only Mother's Day coming up, a couple weeks after that, we've got Memorial Day weekend coming up. We've got graduation celebrations coming up. Um, and, you know, family reunions coming up. All of this usually incorporates some sort of celebration with food. So how do we celebrate right, I guess you could say, um, you know, looking out for ourselves and also, too, not necessarily succumbing to pressure because one of the things with some of these celebrations, a lot of people include the alcohol, 
And some people don't drink or, you know, they're not necessarily maybe trying to cut back because they're trying to modify their health habits. So how do you not succumb to some of the pressures out there in terms of overeating or, you know, drinking? Yeah, you know, there's always going to be some kind of holiday on a weekly basis that we can celebrate uh, with food, (laughs) right? So especially heading into, you know, the summer months and the official kickoff to summer with Memorial Day and the grilling season and all of that fun stuff. But I think it comes down to, you know, if you are hosting, to be aware of all of those things that you just mentioned, you know. So instead of just having alcohol, have some mocktails, have, you know, some some non-alcoholic beverages that are available for people who may not want to drink. Have some, you know, healthier options. Have a salad, have chicken breast, have, you know, have some other options for people if you're grilling out or, you know, it's not just all the creamy deliciousness. Um, But, you know, we do have to take personal responsibility and know that, okay, I know that I've got that cookout on, you know, Sunday that I'm going to go be going out. I know that I'm going to be eating a little bit more. So maybe I go for a little extra long walk that morning or get a little extra intensity exercise in that day. Um, try to balance it out or day before, okay, I'm going to be a little bit, you know, more diligent in my nutrition today because I know I'm going to indulge a little bit tomorrow. Not to say that we can, you know, have this all out, you know, crazy, um, you know, pig out fest, but just trying to balance it a little bit because it is fun. It is fun to enjoy with, you know, with friends and family and, and maybe go a little bit more indulgent with some things. Um, but trying to balance that because, like you said, you could have three events in one weekend that all of a sudden now between all the graduation parties and this and that, grill outs, just getting together with friends, and now you've got, you know, all kinds of different events that you're going to. So you do have to monitor yourself and, you know, try to decide how you want to head into that event and be a little bit more conscious and focus more on the social you know, instead of heading straight for the food, focus on being social and talking with people and, you know, and, and really trying to take the attention away from the food and bring it back to, you know, why you're there, which is really human connection. So one of the things you just said was about the responsibility of the host or hostess. So then, you know, maybe – like you said, you know, some of the attention is on the food and that's fine because a lot of times you go to these things and it's food it's food and TV or, or food and something else, but there's like maybe no activity, you know, no games or, or anything, mm-hmm. or, you know, you know, having maybe a, a game table or a card table or, or something where people can go and, and do a variety of interactive activities or, you know, or even, you know, how you used to go to people's houses and they used to share photo albums. Remember that concept? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think people even do that anymore. Um, but that was a time that you set aside and, you know, you got to learn things about people and ask questions, who's this person, you know, when did this occur, what uh, this and, and stuff like that. And people don't hardly even do that type of stuff even either anymore. But, you know, that kind of takes away some of the focus on the food. And then you're also interacting and learning about the people that are there and other people you're with. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, and even some things that are a little bit more active, like cornhole, you know, it's not, you're not going to get a workup, you know, a huge heart rate and it's not going to be an aerobic activity, but you're moving, you're standing, you're swinging your arm, you're, you know, you're not just sitting, sitting, sitting. And then you're also, your mind is occupied on that game, like you said, versus Mm -hmm. just sitting around and then you're like, okay, well, I guess I'll get more food or yeah, I'll pour another drink you know, when you're just sitting. So I think, yeah, finding some activities that your guests can do, whether they are sitting and doing some kind of a board game or card game or something. I mean, I grew up in Wisconsin and card games were like the thing. I mean, we would have Mm -hmm. card games going all the time. You know, there was a card table and people were sitting and you'd switch out and, you know, have, have games going all the time. So yeah, I love that idea to you know, have activities for your guests and not just, okay, let's get together and see how much food we can eat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. I remember even um, in, in my younger party days, even <laughs> we used to go to these house parties, but they would still have stuff like uh, we used to play Pokino, uh, you uh-huh. know, ver- version of, of Pokino at, at, on, on the, at the house party, you know, and they would have different card games and stuff like that. So yeah, it was, it was about, you know, activities, about healthy and friendly competition and stuff like that, and not necessarily uh, just about the food. So, you know, yep. that, you know, so we've, we've got to Yeah, Jenga is another good one, and the kids can do that one too and enjoy. So, yeah, there's lots of games that you can have just laying out for people to play. Right, right. And even maybe get the kids outside, you know. So, mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, you you can't, you know, monitor the the kids um, all the time on ter- on in terms of the game, and you want to kind of get them where they're visible um, out outside. And also, they're supposed to be able to interact with other people, you know. So it might be just a good time to shut, you know, to disconnect and just shut the games down, you know, and shut a lot of that type of stuff down. So, yep. So anyway, um, keeping cool and keeping hydrated we're getting hot uh any suggestions for that yeah so you know again the summer months definitely we're more at risk of dehydration especially if we're outside playing and sweating and you know and kids too you know they're out there running around and um, may not remember to drink so just reminding them and putting you know putting a drink in their hand (laughs) so that they um, that, that they remember to drink. But, you know, one of the best ways to know whether you're properly hydrated is looking at the color of your urine. And if it's barely yellow, um, then you know that you're properly hydrated. And so as you go through the day, if you find that it's a little darker, then it's like, oh, I got to, you know, I got to drink. Or if you've been sitting or, you know, doing something where you haven't gone to the bathroom for several hours, it's like, oh, maybe I am a little bit dehydrated. So, you know, just being Mm -hmm. more conscious that in the summer months, you might need a little bit more hydration, but it doesn't have to just be water. You know, it can be from anything. I mean, any liquid hydrates you. So, you know, obviously alcohol is going to dehydrate a little bit more than, or a little bit, you know, you're not going to get a one-for-one from the, the liquid and caffeine, same thing. It's a little bit dehydrating, but you're still going to get, you know, number one ingredient in coffee is, is water. So you're still going to get right. some hydration from it. Um, but, you know, things like the, you know, sparkling water and, um, you know, some sugar-free lemonade type stuff, um, you know, trying to go calorie-free or low-calorie because, of course, the liquid calories can add up. Um, but, you know, you can definitely flavor 
your water in order to get a little bit more hydration as well and make it a little bit more exciting than just drinking plain water all day. Right. I, I mean, I've started to uh, buy a little more seltzer water, and I just got a soda stream. So I, I'm reading Yay. my book. Um, yes. <laughs> I just got a soda stream, and yeah, buying buying different flavors or fruit juices, and and um, you know, mixing them. Um, I also kind of like um, the infused water. I'm trying to work on keeping that around a little bit more, especially uh-huh. on the weekends, because I, you know, if I'm working in the yard. That's a good thing to have. And then um, uh, having varieties or, you know, letting – one of the fun things you could do at some of these gatherings is let people kind of mix their own types of drinks. If you have the seltzer water or, you know, whatever type of sparkling water or whatever and and having different fruit juices that they could mix, that's kind of a, a fun thing that you can do too and, you know, create also like uh, French or Italian sodas and stuff like that. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And mm-hmm. and those mocktails, you know, those are quite popular. I mean, there's a whole lot of mocktail recipes out there that are, you know, are fun for people to yes. um, to mix. Yes, definitely. So how do we find you, Tara, when you're not here on the show? Yes. So my website is dietdiva.net. And all of my contact information and social media and all of that is uh, is on my website. But Instagram is at Diet Diva Tara. Um, but if you just remember Diet Diva, you'll find my my website and you'll find me on uh, Instagram. Cool, very cool. Thank you so much. So, um, any any one thing you want people to remember as we go through the, this next month? Well, definitely hug your mom <laughs> this weekend and uh, and give her some love. And if she is, if you can't give her a physical hug, at least call her and uh, and give her some love. Um, and uh, and just you know enjoy enjoy the the you know heading into the summer here. But just be conscious of your health along the way. And you know the other thing that summer does for us is it gets us a little bit more active and and outside. And so, um, so that's a good thing to balance some of those extra calories we might be taking in. Definitely. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Um, I would say also get one of those, I want those photo frames that you can, everybody can download pictures on. So mom, yes. I think mom would like yes, one, of we have one of those. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Tara. Really appreciate it. And thank you all for listening. This has been G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Be well, be safe, be blessed. God willing, talk to you next week. And please remember, all real power comes from God. Take care.